0: Hey, my name is Alan Ambrose, and I am your host of the SFC Europe podcast. Today, we are going to be welcoming Anise Gutierrez, the national leader of SFC Belgium. Her passion for university ministry and specifically for discipleship is going to make an impact in your life today. Anise shares with us about how uh, discipleship has impacted her and what she has been about in reaching uh, and discipling university students in Belgium. So we hope you enjoy SFC Europe's podcast. Let's get right to talking with Anise. Anise, thanks for being on the podcast. And um, I wanted to start with a little bit of background about you and Mm -hmm. your story. So could you start with just maybe telling us um, what did you grow up? What was that like? Uh, Maybe tell us a little bit about how you came to faith, and uh, what university ministry has meant in your life.
1: Okay, Uh, so that could be long, I will try to be (laughs) sure. So uh, my name is Anaïs Gautier, I was born and raised in Belgium, and my parents are, and were, because my my dad is dead, from Haiti. And uh, so I grew up with uh, siblings, two brothers and a sister, and uh, my father was an atheist, and a uh, learned atheist, like okay. he studied and read books about okay. it. Okay. And my mom had a Catholic background, which my father asked uh, never to bring up in the family. Okay. So I was baptized in secret, actually. Oh, and, wow. uh, I will not go further in this. And so I grew up with some kind of awareness of God, but also not much, and a very uh, messed up understanding of God also. Mm -hmm. At age 15, uh, I visited my father's family in Canada for a holiday, summer vacation. And this was the appointed time for me, the time of God. And uh, God met me like uh, I was just, I was exposed to the truth of the word and to whom God is. And I was like a sponge. I, I just could not believe that everybody would not go to church because what I was experiencing and learning and, and, and encountering with God was just marvelous. So mm-hmm. I was thirsty. And often I tell my students that I became a Christian out of envy. Like okay. I envied what pe- those people had, the relationship, the, the peace, the hope. And I was like, if that is what it means to have God, I want God. I Just I want to know him and everything. So uh, at the end of my time, I attended a summer camp for youth summer camp, just right before I left. And uh, three days before my departure, uh, uh, a call was made for people who wanted to accept Christ. And uh, that would be a long story, but I, I went forward, people prayed for me, and then I was back home on my own, only Christian in my family. but. God kept me, and uh, mm-hmm. and so uh, actually, I'm going to transition right away with uh, ministry because a couple of years after that, eight years after that, I attended a church, and uh, I I used to say that I, I for some season I was the youth of the church, like uh, people. Okay. Some people celebrated their 65th wedding anniversary, just wow. to tell you how old those people were. Uh-huh. And, uh, uh, and really, God kept me. I-, I want to say that God kept me. He was faithful to keep me and uh, speak to me and guide me. But I had that longing to have someone with whom I could relate and be invested in and uh, have someone who could invest in me and uh, challenge me and guide me and uh have a spiritual father, a spiritual mother, someone. And I did not know at the time what it was, but I just had that longing. And I remember uh, praying, God, God, would you use me to invest in young Christian? I remember, and I actually begged. I was like, God, please, 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 would you would you use me? Because I would love to give to others what I longed for. That mm. was really uh, the wow. basis of my prayer. And so uh, that was written in a special prayer book of my special prayers. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, fast forward two years later, and uh, I, am, I moved to the U.S. to work. And the thing is, I knew that God brought me to the U.S. for something else than my job. Like, I felt that I went to work, but that was only uh, the excuse Okay. And I did not know why he brought me to the U.S. And no offense, but I had no desire to live in the U.S. And I was like, God, he wants me to go and move to the U.S. And uh, well, I'm grateful he did. And uh, I met so many great people. I learned and grew so much. But at the time, I just did not know. So I was like, okay, God, let's go. And uh, so I moved. And uh, within one month, in the us i was introduced to k alpha and i don't even think it was a month between the time i arrived in Louisiana and the time i was introduced to k alpha and right away i loved it i was like and i was not a student anymore understand mm-hmm. that yeah so i was working full time and i was like i just love what they do i just i was challenged by so many things and uh and I loved it and I was like, I want to be part of this. I want mm-hmm. to, but still no connection with my prayer so far. <laughs> and so, um, so that was the summer, uh, 20, uh, 2001, okay. fall, 2002, I did D by D to a discipleship by design. So the leadership training, and because I was working full time, I could not do it at the same time with the student leaders. Mm-hmm. So I, had to do it mostly on my own at home, read the material and then speak with my my leaders about it and things like that. And I remember there was a part, actually, I don't remember what line it was, I have to say, but I stopped and I was like, God, I prayed about this. I prayed about this. And I was
0: Mm -hmm.
1: jumping in my apartment on my own and I was so elated. So I could not believe that God had brought me all the way to the U.S. to answer that prayer, that he would equip me to invest in other people, and wow. so I started to see the connection. So that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here, and uh, so I continued working and continued to um, to to grow as mm-hmm. because I wanted to invest in other people, but I had a great need to be invested in
0: mm-hmm. before
1: that, and I had never had a, an action. Intentional mentor, even though many people had invested in me, I have to say, like I was not a self made uh, Christian uh, on my own, Mm -hmm. no. But uh, with that level of intentionality, that's something that I encountered in K Alpha for the first time. And I was very challenged because at first I was like, Who are those people who want to know my business? And uh, why do they want to know all these things? (laughs) And I was actually skeptical. I was. uh, Challenge. I was uncomfortable at first, and then because I had great leaders and they were open, vulnerable, transparent, their model and what they expected of me, and uh, and I, I just loved it. I really loved awesome. it. And uh, and uh, it was not just the challenge; it was the love, the care, the patience, mm-hmm. and the uh, grace, and so. I actually discovered God in new ways through uh, discipleship and uh, Mm -hmm. uh, people discipling me. And uh, so this, with the prayer I had already made in the past, like was just compounded and I was like, okay, God, I I just, wow. Mm -hmm. It's such a transformative experience to be able to leave community at that level of being known and uh, knowing people.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: uh, and I know it might be a tangent, but uh, I have actually uh, met some of my former leaders, like 10 years. Like yeah. I left the US and then yeah. came back to Europe, met one of my leader 10 years later. And actually we haven't been in touch in those 10 years, like yeah. Facebook or things like that, but we really, and we met and like, no, no, like introduction or whatever. We went right in, like what's been going on in this, and we spoke. I think for four hours straight, like, wow. of, you know, catching up, and mm-hmm. there was no. Oh, I'm uncomfortable. What am I going to say? And no, because I think we have developed such a depth of mm-hmm. of of communication of. Uh, honesty of care and love and a uh, mindset of we are children of God and sisters that uh, there was no need of uh, uh, yes, superficial conversation mm-hmm. and things like that. so Great. Uh, and I think it's also the beauty of this that we are family. It's mm-hmm. like, yes, I have family in other continents, and when we meet each other, we just know we are family yeah. and so uh, that's the beauty. So this brings me to my me today. And so uh, SFC uh, Belgium today. And uh, uh, so all through those years I've had, and I still have people discipling me and investing in me. And I think that's still very important, uh, even though like the way might have changed through the years, but uh, I still am, uh, like I see the, the importance of this, even as an older person and am not that all but I'm still older and uh, uh and so this has even like yeah deepened my love and my um appreciation of the privilege that God would use people mm-hmm. to do it and uh I'm myself a working project you know that God is working on mm-hmm. and uh so many times also I have to say that I feel challenged I'm like, God, I don't know what to do. It's just the mm-hmm. truth. I just don't know what to do. And so this also brings me to him again and again, mm-hmm. again and again, not just for me, but uh, for his kingdom and uh, the thing he's calling me to do. So so discipling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah.
0: Well, um, I have a, quest- a couple of questions before we go yeah. on too deeply. So you came back from the U.S. and you got involved with SFC in Belgium. Yes. yes. So how long have you been a part of SFC in Belgium now?
1: Okay, so uh, I came back in Belgium the first time in 2004. And uh, let's say I was not ready to come back to Belgium, but uh, God and me were not (laughs) sent. And so I was a little bit challenged. So after a couple of months and some, uh, you know, God talking to me, so I came back to my senses and I have, so I had a sense that I don't think that my time in the U S is finished. So I really don't understand what you're doing. But after a couple of months, I got involved with SFC in Brussels mm-hmm. and uh, uh, was, uh, you know, entered the group that uh, Steve and Jan Trulles were leading at the time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but I had heard of SFC Belgium through Blair. Oana. Okay. Mm -hmm. who was actually, uh, who came with a team from Belgium to uh, the campus I was in, in the U.S., for a mission. Okay, wow. Just right before I came back to Belgium. So Mm -hmm. I had met him before, just for uh, something very personal with my family in Belgium, and he was the connection my leader had in Belgium. So through those, then he had visited the group and shared a message, or a couple of messages a couple of times in the group in Louisiana. He's from Louisiana. Yeah. And so we had met before. So because of that, I already had a connection with SFC in Belgium. I came back okay. to Belgium. He was in another city. So I joined the group in the city. I'm from Brussels.
0: Mm. Okay. So
1: that was the group that Steve and was was, uh, were leading. And they welcomed me like their daughter. And uh, mm-hmm. I, that was needed. That was really yeah. needed. They trusted me. They invested in me. They like really uh, believed and uh, were just you know following what God would want to do. Why He would had me come back from the US, being equipped, mm-hmm. and what He wanted to do in Belgium with me. Okay. And um, so I was involved in the group, and that was great. But a couple of months after that, actually, I went back to the US for okay. a year. Okay. And something very significant happened because I attended the first World Mission Summit. Okay. And that's when I knew I was called to ministry. Okay. So, so and I knew it was not for right away. Uh, Diane was there, so I told her because I knew I needed accountability. I mm-hmm. told also um, uh, Annabelle uh, Annabelle um, True. Who was mm-hmm. uh, my mentor in the U.S. and uh-huh. uh, my student mentor, uh, Mickey Golden at the time? So I, I told a couple of people because I was like, you know, maybe with some time I would tell. No, maybe it was just me. I, I needed accountability, so yeah. I told them. And I came back to Belgium, went back to work, uh, and in January of that year, I felt that God was okay. You will have to start to prepare. So I did not know what it meant. So I went and visited the uh, uh, theological seminary, uh, CTS mm-hmm. in Brussels. I loved it, but I was like, okay, I mean, don't get too excited because if it's not the plan, I will be disappointed. Yeah. And a uh, couple of weeks after that, uh, SFC Belgium announced that they were launching um, an internship.
0: So okay. I was like,
1: oh, okay, God. So I knew it was what God wanted me to I prayed still, but I actually already had a deep sense that that's what God wanted me to do. So that was 2007. And so uh, August 2007, I started my internship with SFC Belgium. And just uh, maybe a week or two before the beginning of my internship, uh, Blair gladly and nicely told me, would you consider going to another group in another city? Oh uh, if you know me like just short notice like this is not something that i like okay but i was very frustrated but i was okay god maybe that's also part of the work that you want to do in me and there was a need so i said okay yes and so that's how i really so i was involved in sfc belgium to go back to your question from
0: 2004 Mm -hmm. you know okay uh
1: with interruption but uh like uh 2006 when i came back is really when i got rooted in sfc
0: belgium okay and, uh, to this day yeah and so years. what is your position now with sfc belgium you are so, the uh
1: right now i am the president and uh, okay. like national leader okay uh, of sfc belgium but i have to say that uh, all the local leaders are uh, just great and awesome. we we are a team and uh uh, really there is no decision that is made just by me. Like okay. uh, I feel because when I became a uh, national leader, I had lots of questions. I was like, why am I here? Okay. okay, mm-hmm. God, I really think that it is you. Yes. But why? Because I, I am me and uh, I believe in God making me, me
0: purposefully.
1: Yeah. And, uh, and I did. I do not look like the former leaders. And okay. so I was like, I love them, but I'm not them. So, why and what do you expect of me here? Mm-hmm. And um, so, um, I felt that uh, continuing in some of the things that were on my heart, which were emphasizing uh, investing in the student leaders, mm-hmm. and uh, which is not something that the others didn't do or appreciate, but just that we that would be an emphasis that we mm-hmm. would have. Yeah, and. Uh, um, also uh, continuing to develop uh, the community as a staff and as a Belgian-like community Mm -hmm. and uh, being like a guardian of the vision because as the ministry is growing Mm -hmm. also, and we have uh, six different groups in Belgium.
0: Wow. That's great. uh,
1: With uh, local leaders and things like that, but uh, to have an oversee of everything and, uh, and uh, yes, just praying uh, for direction and vision, mm-hmm. and uh, casting vision, and um, also, also, I have to say that when I became a national leader four years ago, I was still working as a teacher. Okay. So, uh, a year into that, uh, at Connect, which is uh, the SFC uh, yearly uh, training, SFC mm-hmm. Europe the only training I know, um, I felt that God told me that uh, I would, a transition was coming from uh, uh, like uh, working and ministry to full-time ministry and okay. exclusively working for the ministry. And so another uh, process of, okay, God, what will that mean? What am I going mm-hmm. to do with that? Extra time came and uh, like uh, lots of it was about um, developing, uh, increasing in um, investing more time to grow, investing more time to grow in order to be able to invest in others. Okay. And uh, so uh, more time to pray and uh, growing. Prayer is is key in growing. So more time to pray, more time to read and learn. Uh, more time to reflect, more time to invest in more people also, mm-hmm. and uh, have a balanced life. and I mm-hmm. want to highlight that, like to have a healthy life
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, and so this is part. so I see myself also as a guardian of the vision that we have for the ministry. awesome and uh, and uh, so that's how. My yeah, I'm a national leader, and uh, and I don't work on my own. But I also see that as a national leader, I have a calling mm-hmm. uh, that um, uh, is specific and for me. And I, I'm not saying that this is the same for everyone. Actually, I really don't know what the other leaders how they, they processed process But for me, mm-hmm. I felt that those were some of the things that got highlighted when cool. I became national leader.
0: That is really great. I think there's probably a whole lot of other stuff we could talk about just about you and your story. Um, But would we, uh, let's try thinking about our topic for today. We want to talk about discipling leaders in Mm -hmm. SOC groups. And I had uh, just a question to get us started in that. What kinds of experiences have you had um, in doing and being a part of discipling relationships? They probably haven't all been the same. What what kind of things have you experienced?
1: I think that um, one of the things that comes back to my mind is that um, you you cannot know what's going on in someone's life until either God reveals it to you or people Mm -hmm. open up to you. And for me, that has been one very great thing. And it can be positive as negative. Mm -hmm. Like uh, some people uh, know they have a calling and... uh, And uh, it's obvious and they're on the path. Some other people are very uh, mm, broken, broken in uh, their uh, ability to perceive themselves as um, created by God, uh, as precious, as called, as set apart. uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Some other people, um, like there is such a depth and variety of things going on in people's life, but also of calling and ways that God brings things about in people's life. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's clear. Yeah. And so uh, I've experienced um, like uh, sadness and with people and for people in ways that I never thought I would. Mm-hmm. And because, uh, yeah, there is suffering, but also joy in seeing just God transform people in ways that even I didn't foresee, I think. And uh, uh, like just seeing the plan of God unfold and being able to be a special witness of it Mm. is um, like uh, brings awe and just a praise and worship of the goodness and greatness of God. And uh, also like uh, in the process, I think that I am, Still being formed in what it means to be a disciple of Christ, mm. and um, that in discipling people, I discover how much in somehow I will never master it because it's not me. Okay. And I, I, um, I, I tend to be a person to like to control things. Okay. <laughs> I mean, uh, natural. I would say I like to know what is going to happen, how it's going to happen, how long it will take, when it sure. will start, and it will end, where it will happen, and things like that. But uh um, um, yeah, to be reminded by God that this is not my kingdom, this those are not my people, but uh that I am a servant and mm-hmm. um serving and I do mistakes and I had also to humble myself sometimes and mm-hmm. apologize and uh and so I have to grow in the process of investing in people to see sure. them grow. Mm-hmm. So um, hmm. there are many things. And
0: uh, hmm. well, let's let's maybe step to maybe what does a re- discipleship relationship look like for you? Like when you're discipling student leaders, what does that look like? Can you give us more of a picture of what that might be like for you?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, the first year is a year to really get to know each other. Okay. And uh, So, um, though we always have time, we exchange about our lives, but uh, I have kind of two focuses is getting to know the person at large Mm -hmm. and getting to know where the person is at spiritually. Okay. So, uh, and I use tools, like uh, I have used uh, tools for mentoring a lot, uh, I have I'm using uh building a discipling culture this is a tool also that I've been using and the tools that I use I always share with the students because I'm like okay this is a tool this is not mm-hmm. a method or this is a tool and mm-hmm. this is something that you might want to use as you okay. will also disciple students so okay. uh I read books with them uh I do uh, personality or spiritual test with mm-hmm. them and uh but at first, we spend time in uh, sharing our uh, stories, just as you asked me. So mm-hmm. we do it just more in depth, maybe. Sure.
0: Uh,
1: so we take time uh, uh, also sharing uh, like uh, events that have affected them spiritually, like people mm-hmm. who have affected them spiritually, positively and negatively. We speak about uh, their spiritual background, uh, church uh, involvement, uh, what the uh, their story has been in SFC, uh, how they Mm -hmm. came to this, uh, how do they see themselves, how they uh, welcomed or not the invitation into becoming a leader, like Mm -hmm. just trying to uh, get to know the person spiritually, emotionally, socially, intellectually, also their studies, why they are studying that, uh, what they want to do with it. And so um, this is like this, but uh, the first year, Like uh, I usually use tools for mentoring Mm -hmm. just because uh, it's been made for students uh, and it it has a spiritual assessment about uh, that is really thorough. I think Uh, uh, it goes over like uh, uh, where they are at with uh, like the Bible, prayer, prayer. Evangelism, uh, time management, uh, uh, the baptism of water, baptism the Holy Spirit, and just because also the mm-hmm. students come from different spiritual background. Mm-hmm. Some have no spiritual background. Some have s- different types of spiritual background, and so yeah. I want to see where we're at and uh, what is the, what are we going to build on and. Okay. Uh, what uh, maybe needs to be developed and also still always prayer. Okay. Sometimes we do the assessment and then God brings up another situation in a conversation. And like, I am thinking about a student and it's like, no, you need to tar- start there. And so uh, in that case, it was uh, just uh, a level of deep uh, wounds and um uh, And, uh, yeah, strongholds in the life of the student. So Mm -hmm. we started by that. So even though uh, I have a general plan, it -hmm. doesn't mean that this is the way it's going to go.
0: Yeah. So if the Holy Spirit breaks in and says, this is where you need to go, you're you're ready to do that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Very cool.
1: And so um, also uh, there are things that I am learning and uh, that I'm like, okay, this I want to do with them. And uh, Mm -hmm. so I share with them what I am also learning okay. uh, that's good. So, but the first year, like, usually I, I, I use, like, tools for mentoring just to establish a guideline for them also in preparing okay. and as well building a relationship. The second year, um, or I have more uh, input. Of, okay. Like, I ask them, okay, is there something in your life that you see a need in and you want to grow in, you know, and uh, see, you know, then we go uh, according to the needs in their life. Sometimes they will be the one like, uh, and some people I've seen for years now, so uh, the relationship has changed. And uh, we, I challenge them, but they can challenge me also. And uh, I try to be, um, so I will ask sometimes my students to be, uh, I will ask them, Um, to be my accountability partner. So I will tell them, uh, okay, can you hold me accountable about this? And so every so often ask me how this is doing. And I think I do this because um, one thing that um, when I started to be a leader, especially in Belgium, uh, I, I felt was important. And actually I was in a situation where I could not do otherwise is to share the reality of my life. I'm not a perfect person. And though I am investing in you, I'm still a work in in process. And it's not because I am there, I have arrived that God called me, Mm -hmm. but I'm doing this because he called me and Mm -hmm. I'm depending on him. And so uh, I want them to see this lived out in me. Like, Mm -hmm. I have challenges. I still have to grow myself. Mm -hmm. And uh, yes, I am challenging you, but I myself am challenged. And I know what it means to be challenged. I know what it means to, uh, that, you know, the righteous fall seven times and get back up. Yes, I know what it means. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I think that this helps me to keep it real. And it's challenging for me also to Mm -hmm. admit that, oh, I'm not all that. You know, yeah, the, but I think that is more realistic, and I don't want to give them an unrealistic vision of what it means to be a leader.
0: So, so how that was one of my questions I had for later on in my questions, but how do you decide how open to be with people as a leader?
1: Oh, <laughs> um, hmm. there is. Um, I don't have a rule like okay. It's not, and it's not even that I'm that open with all of them at the same level. It's just, it's also really the, the relationship. And uh, um, sometimes I feel that, okay, for a reason, I need to be more vulnerable, vulnerable and, uh, and other times it's like they have been so vulnerable that I want to, I, 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 I don't know. It's I, I don't have, but it's always been part of what I mm. live. Mm-hmm. And for for another example, for example, is that I think when I was a leader in SFC Newfoundland, all my leaders have used my bank card. I have given them okay. my code to pay things. Yeah, and. Um, the reason why I did that is that I wanted to let them know I trust you. Okay. And for me, me, praise God, I've never had bad experiences with it, but I also wanted to communicate with them that if I can trust you with people, I certainly can trust you with my money because yeah. people are way more precious than well, money. Yeah. And I need my money. I really do need my <laughs> money. <I don't laughs> yes. have that med- like I'm not rich. Right. But. Uh, but for me, because in the society, money is so valued,
0: mm-hmm. like I
1: felt that if I could entrust my bank card to them, wow. that would be communicating, I really trust you. Okay. And, uh, but also that what I actually trust you with is more valuable than my money
0: yeah.
1: because it's the kingdom of God. And, yeah. uh, and uh, so the ways that I've done it has changed. And mm-hmm. really, uh, sometimes it's just like what I feel that God, yeah, give you know. And it's I really cannot take the credit because sometimes I had not thought it through before. It's just like I thought, okay, mm-hmm. you need to say that or you need to do that, mm-hmm. and uh, and also yeah, and I, I a part of it is also that I feel that people are so vulnerable to me that mm-hmm. a relationship asks for mutuality. And uh, I'm not superior or my life is not more prescient than yours than I, I cannot be make myself a novel.
0: Okay. So, uh, That's um, great. Those are good good principles. Um, can you give us like some specifics? How often do you meet with leaders? Um, for how long? Like, do you say, hey, we're going to meet for the next semester, for the next year? What kind of things do you guys uh, okay. commit to?
1: Okay, normally uh, the commitment is for a school year, like uh, Mm -hmm. from September for us in in, uh, Belgium up to uh, end of June, the beginning of July, like uh, like a school year. Uh, I meet with my students every other week for two hours. Sometimes it's a little bit more, sometimes it's a little bit less, but... uh, I try. We try to keep it frequent, and so when they commit, they know they commit to this. Okay. Uh, because I meet with students who are in different places in Belgium. Some okay. I meet uh, live. Uh, well, not okay. now, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I meet face to face live, uh-huh. and uh, but others I meet through uh, video, uh, okay. like. Or, going today yeah, and, um, and so sometimes I will go and visit them in their cities and or they will come to Brussels okay. and meet me here but on a more regular basis some of them I meet through video.
0: Okay great mm-hmm. and they commit for a year and that um, is that a challenge to get students to commit? How do you get them to buy into being a part of this kind of relationship? What method do you do you use?
1: Okay, um, some are uh, de- like have that desire to have someone investing okay. in them, and uh, so for them it's like an answer to prayer.
0: Sure, you like your prayer you had.
1: Yeah. Before. yeah, yeah, exactly. But for some others, it's like even though I had the prayer, since I did not know what it would look like, I was still skeptical. So yeah. They are Yeah. Like, uh, why uh, am I like, you know, they wonder if they're going to be judged, if they are going okay. to, you know, is it only going to be about ministry? Oh, yeah, because this I yeah. didn't well, I don't know if I highlighted it. But one of the things I tell them is that this time is for you. Yeah. As a leader, this time is for you. Mm-hmm. So even though we do speak about ministry, and but it's still a time for them to invest yeah. in as a person. So yeah back forward or like and forward so i I try to explain to them what it will look like okay. uh, what kind of relationship we are going to develop, so I tell them this time is for you, yes, we are going to uh speak about the ministry, we are going to speak about what is going on in in your group in your life group, in your spiritual life, but um I'm here to listen to you I'm here to pray for you with you. Uh, The I believe that God is going to guide us, and it's not just you talking to me. I am also going to uh, open myself to you, and Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a mutual relationship. And uh, so uh, we are going to take time to get to know each other all through all through the year with uh, like with different intensity, but it will never stop. You know, and uh, and usually that uh, appease. the people who are a little bit scared and skeptical. Okay. And so uh, I, if it, I sense it's more difficult for someone, then I make the first step and start okay. sharing my story first. And, okay. And, uh, and as we go, I try to be, and sometimes it can still be uh, challenging and, uh, oh, let's see, that. Uh, Frightening, even, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to uh, make myself open and vulnerable, especially at the beginning, sure. because I don't know what ideas they have of leadership, of, you know, and, uh, and it's like, okay, God, you know. But uh, usually, because all this together makes them comfortable yeah. to, uh, to open up. Yeah. Not 100% all of the time, but I would say mostly.
0: So when you're discipling leaders, there's probably a little bit of a tension. You kind of shared a little bit about it between helping them, training them to be a good leader or discipling them to walk closer to God. How do you, um, what is your focus in the discipleship or how do you, how do you balance that? Do you spend time training or teaching them about leadership stuff? Or is it just all about discipling them, helping them get closer to God? What do you do? Okay.
1: So, uh, actually, uh, I will give you an example right now with, uh, well, most of my students who are going through, uh, the life, sh- life shape language, which is uh, a language of discipleship that has been developed by okay. an author. So I will not develop that. And, uh, so it's like, for example, the first step is, uh, listen, responding to God. When God speaks to you, you need to respond like, mm-hmm. uh, because, um, what might happen, and I think often happen, is that we go to church, we go come to SFC, we go to small group, and we are hearing God speak to us. Oh, that was a good message, oh, that was such a good light group, but then what do you do mm-hmm. now in SFC, we have this mindset of um, when you hear we have uh, observed. Uh, we have heard what God meant to communicate with us. Now, what are we going to do about it? Yeah. And so, uh, so the, this, the circle in this language is all about this. When God speaks, we need to respond. And as right. we respond and be, we are conformed to the will of God. Then the will of God is made on earth as it is in heaven. In all our mm-hmm. the kingdom of God is approaching. So we've been, so this is really training, like, uh, skills, like, uh, tools uh then we went through the triangle the triangle is the different relationships that jesus had at all time in his life relationship with this father relationship with a few that he uh was very like in communion with close communion with mm-hmm. and then with the outsiders like uh the not the 12 the others let's say mm-hmm. and so these three relationships so we went over this and uh then uh, expansion how how do we like uh, uh, reach out to people who do not know Christ or people who are not the few, but then I really felt that I needed to take a break and spend time in meditation and that 's what we did, so we okay. took a time and then uh, we meditated on we started the meditation on um, uh, like what comes is not circumcision or not circumcision, but faith that is expressed through love. And uh, mm-hmm. because uh, I really felt that God was leading me to do this because the emphasis is still God.
0: It's still mm-hmm. God.
1: It's not like the te- technique, uh, skills, all this are good, not mm-hmm. but not good in and of themselves. They are not the purpose. Uh, they are just a mean. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's not what we are about. What we are about is knowing God mm-hmm. and being uh, his people. And so, um, and so circumcision, not circumcision, those are other things in our lives today. It's not techniques. It's not skills. It's not um, education. It's not status. It's not, no. But how are we living out of faith? Our trust, our relationship with God, true love, mm-hmm. and uh, so we started with this verse, and we went through a couple of other verses who who um, looked at this theme from different perspective,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: uh, uh, to always remember that uh, for God, loving Him, loving people is is the basis. Right. Is, it's, it is all, and all the skills that we give, if this is not the center, the mean, the purpose, then it's vain. Mm-hmm. And, so, and so my plan was skills, let's say, mm-hmm. and, and, and I really think it's of God. But in this plan, like there are, there is going to be things that are going to come and things that I feel that God is asking me. Okay, mm-hmm. you need to stop. You need to address this. You need to mm-hmm. uh, stop because the person is something is happening in the life of the students that makes it. So I don't know if that answers the question.
0: Yeah. So sometimes there's a there's a guide that you're you're trying to follow and a place you're trying to go, but you're still being open to where you need to go to do the best for the student or yes. for the leader to help yeah. them to get what they what they need to be. Um, is there anything you would share with somebody who's saying, I, I want to help students grow. I want to disciple them, but I just don't know where to start. What would you say to somebody who's in that place?
1: I would say that, uh, well, I don't know how, uh, if I'm not biased, but I would say do it.
0: Okay, just do it.
1: <laughs> because in the end, in the end, our call is to do disciples, make disciples, yeah. go to all the earth and make disciples of Christ. So it's not that it's only uh, limited to a few. Now yeah. I have the privilege, I feel, to be able to invest more time in this, and yeah. I love it. But I feel that uh, all of us are called to this, whether we're aware of it or not. Mm-hmm. So okay. to a different uh, level. And so I would say if God puts this in your heart, like, uh, spend time with God to know, uh, like, who, okay. to know uh, what he wants to invest in you and mm-hmm. what he has put in you to do it and what you need to work on to grow in this and mm-hmm. be aware of this yeah. and uh, find a mentor, I would say. Like, yeah. uh, because in being in a mentoring uh, relationship, you will also leave those challenges that the yeah. people you are going to be with and uh because it's fun but sometimes we also have to confront and that's not that fun yeah but uh, that's love also and yes. so uh that's part of discipling and i see that jesus does it so i would say i spend time with god mm-hmm. in his word uh but uh do it because we're all called to do it, we're all called Dream, to it. Yeah. trying to find a uh, people who can help you in growing in this if you have no way. But I think that prayer is key at first to know, okay, God, you've called me to do that, but who are the people you are calling me to? And Mm -hmm. uh, because, yes, for me, it it led me, because at first my prayer was very general, but Mm -hmm. he actually specified who those young people would be. And at least... For this season and so far, those have been mainly, not exclusively, but mainly the students. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, like, asking God, okay, it's more. Okay, God, if you're calling me to do that, and we all have this calling, but yet you put a burden on me for doing this. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: is there, like, when, who, how, what do I need to grow in? What are my, What have you already put in me mm-hmm. for this? and uh and how can i serve
0: mm-hmm. are
1: there people who are praying for this and am i the answer to their prayer and uh and also who are the people who do not know you and how how do you want me to be part of what you're doing to mm-hmm. bring them closer to you and because yeah i'm still learning i'm still challenged and uh and many of the students that we disciple have a Christian background. Now, when you feel uh, that you have to invest in people who have, like I had a student uh, and she's still my friend. And when I met her, she was just, she had just come from China to study and the experience was totally different from uh, discipling uh, students who had lived in Western countries. So uh, It's always new challenges. So I would say pray uh, Mm -hmm. and uh, seek help and, uh, and uh, mentoring and, uh, and go
0: and do it. Yeah, Mm -hmm. that's great. Well, I think we're going to probably come to an end. Is there anything else you wanted to share?
1: Um, I would say that uh, I just hope that everyone would do it. And uh, that a discipling, it's not reserved to a few but it should be something that is key to the culture of the of the people of God and so yeah. just I just just hope and I, I I love what SFC is doing so I'm not I'm biased yes and uh, because I've been also trained and mentored by SFC but I think that uh other ministries are doing great things, also, but I also think that this should be the culture of the kingdom of God, just at large, to be invested in and investing in other people, because also that's what families do. And yeah. uh, so, um, so I would encourage everyone to to pray about it and see how God would want to use them in different ways uh, to disciple. And uh, and parents, you are discipling, whether you are aware of it or not, or, you know, there are so many ways, as I said, so uh, just that people would be uh, intentional in praying and seeing how God wants to use them to disciple, uh, just in general. That's great. So, uh,
0: Annies, thank you so much for sharing with us. I'm going to uh, bring this part of a conversation to the end, and then uh, I just want to say, Thanks so much for being a part of what uh, SFC Belgium and SFC Europe are doing and for sharing with us about discipleship. Thanks so much. We really hope you've enjoyed this conversation with Anis. We would welcome your feedback. Please visit the SFC Europe website, www.sfceurope.org, where you'll find a list of all of the uh, various tools that Anis mentioned in the podcast and a great way for you to connect with us and get some feedback from you. Let us know what else you'd like to hear about. Thanks so much. God bless you today.